0: Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Glad you could join us today. We're going to be over here on the side, so if you're way sitting over there, you're going to have to kind of turn a little bit. Not, uh, We're not going to be much over there in the middle, so hopefully you'll still enjoy your time here together. I, I hope your Christmas went well. We uh, left uh, our family a little bit there, and we got uh, one grandchild there. Don't know if she's tearing into the gifts or not, but... Uh, <laughs> What, what's she opening other, oh, okay, other people's gifts were being opened, great. Anyway, so uh, I trust though that your Christmas is going well, and uh, this will be a great time we're gathered together to uh, sing some Christmas hymns, uh, have some readings as well too, and just to focus on Christ this morning. And uh, uh, we'll let you know what hymn numbers, if you want to use the hymnal in front of you as well too, but we'll have the words up on the screen as well. I'm going to pray, and then uh, we will continue on with our time together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come into your house on this Christmas day. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with uh, each family as they gather together. Lord, that you would just continue to bless and provide. And Lord, that we would remember how good you are. Lord, thank you for your presence here with us. And I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to guide and direct as we worship you. In your name we pray, amen. Those who are online, want to welcome you as well, and I trust that uh, you're having a good time as well. Uh, maybe you can hear me among all the presents being opened up, maybe not, but I trust that you're having a good family gathering as well, and uh, welcome you to our time here together. Let me start off with the Advent reading one more time, and uh, this uh, will, will help us uh, scoot right on into our worship time. So today is the day our season of Advent has come to its full culmination as this morning we celebrate the birth of Christ at Christmas. These past four weeks we have been preparing our hearts and our our homes to celebrate the coming of Christ. We've been tracking this Advent season by lighting candles, uh, lighting candles, I know I just turned on a switch and it comes on, one for each week leading up to Christmas Day. Today, we light the four candles and also the fifth and final candle, the white candle, traditionally called the candle of light or the Christ candle. That uh, last candle is supposed to be white. It kind of has a tint of blue to it, but anyway. (laughs) These candles are a symbol for us of the hope, peace, joy, love, and light that Christ brings to the world through his birth, life, death, and resurrection. Christ came at Christmas to defeat sin, death, and hell, so that we might have abundant life. John chapter 1, we read these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not rec- did not receive him. The light of the world has come to not only shine light in the dark areas of our lives, but also to offer us life and a new heritage through Christ Jesus. Christ offers you a fresh start, another chance, and the life change you have been longing for inside. Scripture tells us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So do you long for new life this Christmas we are all sinful people who have done wrong in need of grace we don't deserve and Jesus offers us that grace and all we need to do is to confess our sin and need for God and receive God's forgiveness his grace and his empowerment to live differently be able to live Christ's hope love joy peace and light as we continue through this service time together I pray that God will impress upon your heart these truths as we draw close to God and we are reminded of Jesus, our Savior, born to us today. We'll do some reading before each song, and uh, then we'll get into the the music.
1: Blessed be the the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life
0: hopes and fears hopes we can probably understand the world had been waiting in hope for the saving action of God for centuries even as we now wait for the culmination of that action in the final coming of our lord that is what hope is all about but fears Yes, there are those too. What if the Lord doesn't come? Or what if he comes in wrath and anger? What if we don't qualify? The message of Christmas confirms our hopes and dispels our fears. For not only has everything we hoped for come to pass in the coming of the everlasting light, but everything that might have caused us fear is driven away too, as night is by the dawning of the day. What are your fears this holy season? Bring them to the manger of the Christ who lived and died for you and rose again to turn all your fears into a certain hope of everlasting light. In your hymnal it's number 541 if you want to turn there and the words are up on the screen as well too. Let's sing this song O Little Town of Bethlehem.
1: So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right even li- every- Evil lies close at hand. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: So what is the difference between sin and error? We could probably say that sin represents outright and conscious rebellion against the expressed will of God. While error involves those wrong things we do of which are not specifically conscious. In either case, sin and error point to a serious problem, one that could well cause us to be pining. For the result is that we are cast into darkness, doomed to die and suffer eternal damnation unless help is found. A thrill of hope is certainly needed where sin and error are evident. A new and glorious morn to break into the darkness in which we pine. Thanks be to God. The message of the holy season is the message of one who has come to dispel our darkness by entering it himself and overcoming it in our behalf. Jesus Christ, our Lord.
1: The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has appointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor.
0: Messiah's birth, at last. After all the years of waiting and hoping and praying and nearly despairing, God's promises had come true. The Messiah is here. Messiah means the anointed one the one set apart by God to perform some specific and very important functions. He comes as a prophet to proclaim the Lord's favor to those who need that message badly. Part of our worship, therefore, is to listen carefully when his word is spoken. He comes as a priest to offer himself as the sacrifice by which we are ransomed from sin and death and set at liberty forever. Part of our worship, therefore, is to accept His forgiveness and live as those who have been redeemed. He comes as Christ, or excuse me, He comes as King to our to right our wrongs and make us fit to live with the, with Him in His kingdom. Part of our worship, therefore, is to acknowledge His Lordship and anoint Him King in our hearts. We're going to sing "Angels from the Realms of Glory" and. Number 546 in your hymnal.
1: In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation.
0: Outside of the fact that it rhymes with reconciled, why would God's undeserved grace be described as mercy mild? Sometimes the term can be better understood by trying to figure out its opposite What would be the opposite of mercy mild? Justice harsh. Yes, and that is precisely what we deserve from the God from whom we have alienated ourselves by our sin. Harsh justice is is not a happy prospect. (laughs) Before the situation comes to that, it would be well if some kind of reconciliation could be effected. What we celebrate at Christmas is the greatest reconciliation of all in the coming of Jesus Christ. His death, as well as his resurrection, for the sins of all of us. God has found a way to deal with us, not as we deserve, and that would be something like justice harsh, (laughs) but rather in mercy mild. Truly an outcome worth singing about as we sing this next Christmas song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, number 537.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his almighty firmament. Praise him for his almighty deeds. Praise him according to his exceeding greatness. Praise him with a trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp.
0: Harps. Harps of gold. Where did we ever get the idea that God's angels play on harps of gold? In a number of places, the book of Revelation describes the songs of eternity as being accompanied by harps although their color is not specified <laughs> and of course the psalms are full of references to the praises of god being accompanied by a variety of instruments but more important important than the accompaniment is the con- is the content of the songs the full-throated praise of our gracious god perhaps as the carol indicates it is especially when we do not feel like singing to the lord times when we feel tired and forsaken and, and beaten down, that we need to hear again the songs of God's eternal victory and know that in Christ Jesus, the Lamb who died for us and is alive forevermore, we have something to sing about. Whatever instruments are available to you, use them in singing praise to God. We're going to sing It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, number 535 in your hymnal, if you'd like to turn to that.
1: You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil.
0: Joyful and triumphant. The two probably go together, don't they? In our experience, the idea of victory often brings to mind a sporting contest and the great excitement that is expressed with our side won. There is also a kind of triumphant joy when a difficult task has been completed successfully, and you can can sit back and say, we did it. The ancient prophet likewise agreed that a prime example of being joyful is when your side is triumphant. That victory is especially noteworthy when it is the Lord himself who has granted it. And what is our victory over which we may rejoice this happy season? course, it's Christ's victory. The triumph he attained by dying on the cross to overcome sin and death for us. Triumph that that will be ours, finally and fully, when he comes again to invite us. Well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of your master. We're going to sing, O come all ye faithful, number 534.
1: Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exalt with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem.
0: Wild and sweet. The word sweet is one we can probably understand and agree with, for the message of Christ's coming is sweet indeed to God's people. Not only the elements of the story itself, a tiny baby in a manger with humble mother, faithful father, and adoring shepherds gathering around, but also the eternal results peace from God that means eternal life. Yes, the message of the Christmas bells is certainly sweet. But wild? Somehow that is a word that may not seem to apply to the Christmas story. Yet, on Christmas night, the heavens were shattered with the songs of the angels, following ancient directives given to the people of God to praise the Lord with shouted exultation. Perhaps this is a time to analyze our own celebration of the holidays. No doubt some of what you do is sweet, sentimental, old-fashioned, nostalgic, and kindly, but is any of it wild? In a truly biblical sense, while many of the songs of the season are quiet and contemplative, there are others which obviously obviously, uh, deserve to be sung with full-throated gusto. What are you doing to express your great joy over the gift of God's salvation in Jesus Christ, and to do so in an unmistakably boisterous way? We're going to sing this next song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. It's found in your hymnal in 531.
1: Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid.
0: What kind of peace is heavenly peace? It must be the opposite of earthly peace, the kind that never seems to last, but is always interrupted by the outbreak of new hostilities, the way our sleep is sometimes broken into by strange and frightening disturbances. Have you noticed that babies have a way of sleeping through a lot of things that bother the rest of us? They seem to be confident that they can trust others to take care of the things that are beyond their control while they enjoy their rest undisturbed. Isn't it comforting to know that our divine Lord has so, was so human that he partook of infant sleep, just as we do or did. And isn't it even more comforting to know that even when the time comes for us to lay down our heads in the final sleep of death, what awaits when we awaken by his great grace and power is not some frightening prospect to jolt and frighten us, but the eternal prospect of heavenly peace. I'm going to sing Silent Night, found in your hymnal number 530.
1: For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross.
0: Trying to come up with a clever title for a Christmas sermon. A pastor once put this announcement on the church notice board. A little Jesus never hurt anyone. Is that the reason our Lord came into the world as a tiny baby? If he had come in all the all his power and glory, we might have been so frightened that we would flee in fear and never receive the blessings he had come to give us. So instead, he came as a baby. Someone we can get close to and love and appreciate. A little Jesus never hurt anyone. The idea of a little Lord may seem like a contradiction in terms, to be sure, but That very contradiction is the heart of the Christmas story. In his great mercy, our Savior chose to come to us in just that way, so that whether we are big or little ourselves, and in his sight we must all seem quite small, we might be able to come to him with confident faith, determined not only to trust in him for all that we need, but also to serve him in any way we can. A little Lord is lovable. We're going to sing this next song, Away in a Manger. It's found in 552 in your hymnal.
1: I wanted to say one thing about this one before I... Um, the Away in the Manger, the, the Christmas after... Some of you guys know Amanda Perky. She was Amanda Fable, and she was um, killed in a, ac- a car accident when um, she was expecting her first little baby, Andrew. And that was just very it's just horrible. That's just kind of how it is. And losing people that we love. Um, and the first Christmas after we lost her, I, Away in the Manger was always just like a, like a kid song that you sing. And, you know, um, But I looked at the other verses. In verse 3, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with you there just kind of changed my view of this whole piece. It wasn't just a kid's song. It isn't just Jesus was born in a manger of hay and that's sweet and that's the nativity story and it's like it's real and it changes my whole reality and losing people that we love um, and knowing that those people will be there uh, one day um, changes our reality too. So it's like living in between where we're, good for something here and still have our hearts um, in heavenly thoughts. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but this song's special to me because of that. And um, it just, it always, it changed it for me. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy.
0: From the time the Lord first called Abraham, rescued Isaac, and blessed Jacob, the children of Israel have been regarded as God's chosen people, to whom God gave his great and precious promises. And now, after a long history of waiting and longing, those promises were coming to pass. For God is faithful to his word, God keeps his promises, and yet it now appears that the promises which God made to Israel involve more than just those chosen people. For if you, 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 uh, you sing on beyond the first stanza, and you'll do that here when we sing this song, you will notice that this carol speaks not only of the shepherds, who were no doubt Israelites, but also about the wise men, who were not. But now they too are included in the fulfillment of God's promises. The king of Israel is somehow their king as well, and ours. How great are God's promises, and how even greater their fulfillment, that we too should be included among the chosen people, all of us who recognize that Christ was born and lived and died and rose again for us as well. We're going to sing this next song, First Noel, and it's found in your hymnal number 538. Join us. Focus. Our focus is the birth of Christ, our Savior, and our reaction is joy. And as we're going to sing this last song, Joy to the World, found in, five, in your hymnal 533. We're going to sing this uh, in our concluding time here together. And if you can stand, please stand as we sing this song together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to worship you and to acknowledge you today. And I pray, Lord, that as we go from here, that we would take this news with us, just like the shepherds, and proclaim the good news all around us. Jesus Christ is born. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this time together. And thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our lives and for this week to come, how you're going to go with us. Be with us, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. Merry Christmas.